New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. It is only through a change in human consciousness that the world will be transformed. The personal and the planetary are connected. As we expand our awareness of mind, body, psyche, and spirit, and bring that awareness actively into the world, so also will the world be changed. This is our quest as we explore new dimensions. Imagine a woman in India who has been sold and then forced into prostitution. Even if she manages to escape, she likely has no other options for her future. She has no job skills and has been robbed of her dignity and pride. She will likely return to the sex trade out of desperation. However, there are organizations and individuals who are offering a way for women to earn a livable wage to support themselves and their families by connecting them to a supportive community of sister artisans. By partnering and building alliances with these artisans around the world, women are rewriting their futures through jewelry making and fabric art. One such organization is Threads Worldwide, created by Angela Melfi, Lindsay Murphy, and Kara Valentine. This organization brings artistic skills to an abundant marketplace in the U.S. Today, we'll explore the story of Threads Worldwide and its global sisterhood of world changers with our guest, Kara Valentine. Kara Valentine is the co-founder and COO of Threads Worldwide, who each day join thousands of women around the world who are artisan partners and fair trade partners alike to work to better the lives of their families and communities, altering the course for future generations. It's the vision of Threads Worldwide for women to know themselves as leaders and world changers, and as they do so, they begin to understand the value of their contributions, standing taller with each step forward. Join us for the next hour as we explore this worldwide movement of empowered women artisans with our guest, Kara Valentine. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I'll be your host. Welcome to New Dimensions. Kara, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. We, we just met briefly in Colorado, and I'm catching you while you're in California. It's I'm... such a wonderful coincidence that you are, you are right here in our neighborhood. So I'd love to begin with your story, uh, a little bit of, about your early story and, and some of the challenges that you went through, especially in the birth of your daughter, Bryn. 
the birth of my daughter had and the circumstances that we went through had everything to do with um, starting this company, giving me the courage to take this leap uh, of faith, which we'll get into. But basically, um, I had a two and a half year old daughter at home and I was pregnant with my second. And she decided that she wanted to enter the world way earlier than we expected her. I came home from work one day, thought I had the flu. I just started getting achy in my body. Went to go take a shower. By the time I took my clothes off, I was in full-on labor. Rushed to the hospital, and my daughter was born about two and a half hours later. And she was two pounds when she was born. She was the size of a dollar bill. That was one of the first pictures we took because you just can't tell um, the size. You know, people were asking about her, wanting to see pictures. So we have a picture of her right next to actually a $5 bill, and she was just bigger. And it was really, really scary. It was a situation I never thought I would be in. There were no warning signs, nothing. So here is this teeny, teeny, tiny little baby. And it was really, it was really scary. We didn't, we didn't expect to be here. I had a two-year-old. I had two jobs at the time. And, you know, this happens. And your whole life changes. And, you know, we were very, very lucky to have resources and the best doctors in the world. But basically, we were still being told that she was most likely not going to survive. And you must have been pretty depressed by that time. I don't know. What was your state of mind? Yeah, it was interesting. I was pretty numb. To be honest, when it happened, I realized I was really numb until I got the news from the doctor. It's a situation you can't even imagine because here you are, you're the mother, you have this baby, but she's in an isolate with cords and, you know, everything keeping her alive. It was so traumatic. You know, there's so much research around the mother-daughter bond and kangaroo care. And they would, I just remember they would try to do that and her systems would completely shut down. So it's like, you know, this this time that is supposed to be so special and so the opportunity for the two of us to connect, it was so stressful because she would stop breathing, essentially, every time she was taken out and given to me. So anyway, I think um, my state of mind, I, I was numb. I remember just not feeling that connection for her. And I remember when the doctors told me, I finally let it in. And I mean, I cried harder than I've ever cried in my life and realized, okay, if I don't give her all of my love and if I don't connect with her I'll and I lose her, then I'll hate myself for the rest of my life. So in that moment, um, I shifted and I was in this uh, just, you know, feeling desperation, but also just looking for anything that I could do to connect with her. And so it was really interesting. So I have an aunt who lives in San Francisco, my Aunt Jane. Hi, Jane. I'm hoping you're listening. (laughs) And she is an incredible, incredible woman. When she was 10 years old, she fell out of a tree 40 feet high and was caught essentially by a force and laid to the ground. 10 years old. A miracle. A miracle. So, but it started her, I mean, she's committed her life to really understanding consciousness and trying to figure out what was that. So I grew up in a pretty conservative family in Connecticut. So Jane was always like, oh, you know, she's 
out there exploring, and it was just a very different way of living, you know, from from my family in Connecticut. But as I got older, I just got so interested in what she was interested in. Um, I just remember thinking, well, she's the most brilliant woman I know. Uh, I think she's on to something. And I just started getting really interested. Anyway, she's um, also a director of IT at Berkeley, you know, brilliant, brilliant woman. So she falls out of this tree. And so she's committed her life to understanding consciousness. Now, when Bryn was born, she called me right away and said, I just have to tell you, I feel so connected to this little baby. I just, I, and I'm spending time with her, you know, on an energetic level, and I just feel her so, and she is a fighter. So that's what she said when she was first born. So anyway, I get this news from the doctor. She's probably not going to make it. I'm devastated. And then I get a phone call from my Aunt Jane later that day. And she had been in a healing circle with her friends. And one of her friends, Annie, um, channels, and she got a message about Bryn. And so Jane called me that day. And at that point, like I said, I was devastated. I felt helpless, like wanting to do something, but not feeling like, like, what am I going to do for this baby? And she said, um, we have a message. Do you want to hear it? And I said, I, I am up for anything. What is it? And she said, there are three things. The first one is Bryn gets very scared when you leave the hospital. It sends her body into like total stress response because um, she doesn't know where you're going. She doesn't know if you're coming back. So just talk to her. Tell her where you're going, when you'll be back. So just relieve that tension for her. The second thing is um, you need to talk to her about what she has to look forward to if she chooses to stay. And the third thing uh, was she needs to know what to heal because everything was failing, essentially. So find out from the doctors what's the most dire need and talk to her about it. And I was like, okay, I'm <laughs> in. And my sister was visiting from Boston and we're in her isolate. And I'm like, baby girl, I have to leave every day at five o'clock. Your sister is two and a half and she's at home and she's having a really hard time. So I have to pick her up from daycare, put her to bed, put her to sleep, and I'll be back every morning, you know, at nine o'clock. And the second thing was, I can't get too into it about what I would tell her to look forward to because I'll start bawling, but um, just talking to her about her life and her parents and how much we love her and how she has an older sister that's going to be her best friend in the world. And like I said, my sister was visiting. My sister was getting married that summer. And she, I have a picture of her that is just the best. And my sister's like, you're going to come to my wedding. You're going to be the teeniest, tiniest little flower girl that ever was. Wow. Oh, it was amazing. And then the third thing was it was her kidneys that were failing. So I said, it's your kidneys. And now I started talking to everyone I knew. I'm like, if you pray, if you meditate, we had a woman in India doing a pilgrimage, thinking about Bryn. I was like, Bryn's kidneys, everyone. And I would talk to her. I said, send your light and your love to your kidneys. We can do this. We can do it together. And within 48 hours, her, all of her tests came back nearing the normal range, her kidney function. What did the doctor think about that? They said, they just came back and they were like, we can't explain this. Wow. We don't know what, yeah, we don't know what happened. And still, as far as where I, I was on my spiritual journey, I've come a long way since then. That was a real, that changed my life, obviously. But at the time, I, I was just like, still, what a coincidence, but let's keep going with it. So right. then it was your lungs, it's your lungs. Okay, it's your heart. So anyway, she ended up. Um, after so you did all of her organs. All of her organs. And each yep. one started yep. to, to get stronger, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. Yep. And after um, three and a half months in the hospital, she came home. 
That's amazing. It was a miracle. It's just a miracle. It was an absolute miracle. So now you're like have this brand new baby that really needs a lot of care mm-hmm. because she's what? She's now four pounds. Yeah, Is she's that a right? whopping chubby four chubby pounds at this point. <laughs> on really oxygen. On, gosh, on oxygen, yeah. And then your good friend uh, Angela comes and has this idea right when you're like, pretty busy with your life. I was, I was not eating. I was not sleeping. I was working two jobs from my house. Um, yeah, Bryn was four pounds on oxygen. We had specialists coming in and out all the time. And that is when Angela had her light bulb of an idea to start our brand new business. <laughs> and it was one of those things that she she said to me, I know this is the worst time to bring this up to you. I know it doesn't make any sense, and I can't sleep at night because I know this is what we're supposed to do. And what 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 did she say it was? Well, let me tell you. So we had traveled the world together and have always been so amazed at the women we would meet in developing countries, especially just their talent and their skill and their determination to um, – make their situations better and make better lives for their kiddos. So Angela's great idea was to um, essentially import products made uh, by women and sell them through a direct sales channel of women here. So creating that global connection, that global empowerment, um, a true what we like to call an equal partnership between our artisan partners and our fair trade partners. So we're going to talk more about that in detail in just one moment. I want to remind our listeners that I'm here with Kara Valentine, and she is a co-founder of Threads Worldwide. And if you want to know more about Threads Worldwide, please go to their website, threadsworldwide.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with Kara Valentine, and she's a co-founder of Threads Worldwide. And give a flavor. First of all, you said that you used to travel with um, Angela. And I, I think I remember you saying when we were at this conference together a, co- a week ago uh, that you and Angela were volleyball players That's and, right. you know, really very active together. But you also traveled around the world together. So what, here you're so busy, Kara. You have this little baby. What, what is that vision that you had? And you've traveled the world prior to that with Angela and seen 
these women and what they're doing and how their lives are changing, and you want to be part of that. What was it about your baby's birth that connected you with, "Mm, maybe I should do this even though I'm so busy? Mm -hmm. When Angela brought up the idea, I mean, it was beyond me being so busy. It was we didn't have any experience doing anything related to this. So we had no retail experience. We had no international development experience. We had no direct sales experience. And like you said, we were volleyball players, so we didn't wear jewelry. It's like it, none of it made any sense except, so she tells me this, and I'm like, you are out of your mind. You're out of your mind. And then I sat for, I used to say 10 minutes. She said, oh, you were in in 30 seconds. And I made the connection of here I was given this miracle, the um, survival of my daughter, because I had means, because I had resources, because I had insurance, all of that, best doctors in the world, and this message from beyond that I truly believe is a miracle. And here I am given the opportunity to pour my heart and my soul and my passion into creating this business that really has the opportunity to change lives for women and allow them to meet the needs of their kiddos. So as soon as I made that connection, I just knew I, I had to do it. Had to do it. I had to do no it. No matter what. You, you give certain advice to people in so far as like if they have some idea about anything, One of the things that you say that I've read on your website, you say, uh, do it now. Mm -hmm. Now, what what do you mean about do it now? What does that mean to you? Yeah, that's actually one of our family values. The time is now. Um, We don't wait to be ready, in quotes. Uh, Because if we all waited to be ready, we women specifically, we would never do anything because we want it to be perfect. We want to understand exactly how to do it. And that just stops us from taking steps. And so what we do and what we talk about in our community all the time is what is that passion? What's that fire? And what's one step you can take towards that? You don't need to know the whole path. Just what's one step that you can take today? Towards that, so you have an idea, and I think in AA they they say take the next indicated step, mm, mm-hmm. and that's all you need to that's know. Kind of like know. driving in the dark, and and you can only see as far as your headlights yep. will let you. Exactly, but you know that the road is going to keep unfolding. Exactly, the map says it was. Yeah, no. yes, and that's exactly that's what I say, and that's been. This whole journey for us, it's like, okay, what's the one step we can take in this moment? And then the next step appears. Yes, next step appears. Yep. And um, also, I know in the advice that, that you give people is, and this is what you did right there, right after your baby was born or soon after, is that you connected with a vision that was bigger than yourself. And what's the importance of that, Kara? Oh, I just think it's everything. Um, You know, for me, I just, I have to be, I have to be doing something that's bigger than me. I I would be really depressed. And actually, before I really got involved in this work, I did. I was, I had anxiety and depression. And by getting involved with something bigger than myself, it's just um, completely 
changed my life. And it, it, it takes you out of the, the smallness mm-hmm. of your life, which is not a bad thing. I mean, your family and your baby and all of that, but suddenly you find yourself still there with your family and, you know, you're this baby and your other daughter and, and your friendships and all of that. That's all still going on. But then you kind of expanded your life right. in some way. And how did that change you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and it's so interesting. You know, I don't like to say advice so much. I just like to share, you know, this is how it's been for me. And I really believe we all have different callings in this life. We're meant to do certain things. And as soon as I connected to this greater purpose, I was lit up like a Christmas tree. And I just had that deep knowing of, you know, through traveling and being a leader in this community. It's just, I know that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I love you. You say, I was just lit up. In my experience, when we're lit up, that it's kind of a a river of joy. Oh, yeah. That is sustainable. If we're just trying to will it and make it happen and kind of force ourselves, I should be doing this, rather than, ah, wow, I'm connecting and your lights are on, it's kind of joyful. Absolutely. And then I really believe, you know, when you're you're on your path and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're making brave choices to, to do that, the universe has your back. So I really became just a magnet for magic is what I like to say. <laughs> and just all the right people showed up at the right times to, you know, create our team, to build our business. We, we talk about magic a lot in yeah. our community. So it's kind of like being in a flow totally. of something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the other thing that you mentioned that you care about, and that's creating these collaborations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you're not doing it by yourself. You aren't doing this business by yourself. No. It's like a, it's a huge worldwide collaboration, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. Can you describe it that? It is, yes. So, uh, like I said, another one of our um, family values is all around equal partnership. And so we talk about that a lot. We're not here to, you know, save anyone. We're here to be in true partnership. Now, these women that we partner with in the developing world have such talent. They make the most beautiful things, and all they need is a marketplace. So we used to be so upset when we would travel because, you know, we Americans were taught in our travel books, you know, make sure you haggle. They expect you to haggle. And we would be in these developing countries seeing these women sell these beautiful things that took them so long to make and they would be, you know, selling them for nothing. And so it was just so upsetting to us because we knew they were having trouble feeding their kids. So what we do is we provide the marketplace for them. So they make the beautiful, beautiful things. We have the uh, fair trade partners in the United States who join the team and they are out there sharing the, the stories of our artisans and selling the products and making commission on everything that they sell. So... Our team here couldn't do it without our artisan partners. Our artisan partners couldn't thrive in their communities without the connection to the marketplace. You describe on your website some of, like, I, one that just really struck me mm-hmm. was when you were traveling in India, I believe, 
and there was a little girl, and she was walking in this sewage, mm-hmm. and she was selling this, or she gave you this really beautiful bracelet and said, now, please pay me for it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, actually, I wasn't in India with Angela. Angela and Lindsay were okay. there for that trip. Yeah. So they experienced that, and when they came back, so I started having kids before they did. Yeah. So they did a few of the trips when I was home with my babes. They spent three months in India. And when they came back from that trip, that was the, okay, we we have to do something and, and we can't wait to be ready. You know, the people are there right now and they need access. Yes. So that was one of the, the real drivers. And yeah, yeah that was one great. of the little girls. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those um, values. Sure. You call them thread family values. And one you've already mentioned is Together we rise. Yes. I mean that it's it's a collaboration where everybody rises together. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, it's together we rise. Um, we're better together. We choose collaboration over competition, and like we really, we really live all of our values. But this, um, you know, our whole team, it's so interesting because technically our U.S. team is a sales organization, but you've never met more supportive, heart-centered women in your life than the women that are on the Threads team. And they are just bending over backwards to support one another. It's absolutely incredible. So it is a whole network of sisterhood, uh, collaboration, leaning on one another. Exactly. Really knowing one another. And also... The artisans from these different countries, you get to know their story. I, I think you've traveled to Guatemala mm-hmm. a lot. So that's my what, happy place. That's your happy place. So, it. oh, listen, uh, that just reminds me of one time you you wrote a blog about being on on a cruise to Alaska and being in the audience with a comedian. It was, and this is where. You really lent your voice, however difficult that is, but can you describe that? Sure. So I was, um, my partner's mother was turning 80, and her dream on her bucket list was to go to Alaska. So we went on an Alaskan cruise in July. And this has happened a couple times in my life where I feel like I can't not speak up. When So basically, there was a comedian up there, and um, he was going on, and you know, he was making fun of a lot of different groups of people, but most of them were privileged groups. And then all of a sudden he started talking about um, Guatemalans and, you know, commenting on their, how little they were and their stature. And then he said, you know, it's it's like playing whack-a-mole. I just want to take a that hammer from whack-a-mole and just hit them, essentially. And I was in the second row, and something, of course, came over me, and I just looked disgusted, because I felt disgusted. And he said, you know, he just called me out, oh, is that not funny to you? And so basically, I just said, no, I, I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's funny to, you know, make fun of a group of oppressed people. He had hit me on a very bad day. I had just found out that our partners in Guatemala, all of their aid had been cut from USAID because of the border crisis. And so that was happening. Plus, my partner has a son adopted from Guatemala that was sitting two seats away from me. And so basically, we got into it very publicly. <laughs> and 
then at least he stopped making fun of Guatemalans, and then he just made fun of me pretty much the rest yeah. of the time. You know, he kept saying, oh, I hope Colorado isn't offended by this. <laughs> but little Lucas started crying at the end He's, yeah. and, and said it just felt good for someone to stick up for me. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for doing that oh. and for saying that and yeah. giving us, you know, the prodding that we must speak up when when we feel it. Yeah. You feel it down from your gut yep. and you say it. So, yep. Oh, well, thank yeah. you. I want to uh, remind our listeners that I'm here with Kara Valentine. She is a co-founder of Threads Worldwide. And if you want to know more about it, go to the website threadsworldwide.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with Kara Valentine, and she is a co-founder and COO of Threads Worldwide. We're just talking about Guatemala, and that's a place, a happy place, you said, for you. And tell us a story about an artisan uh, from Guatemala. I will. I will. And I would actually love, if you don't mind, just to tell a little background about the cooperative and how it started, because it's an incredible story. Oh, great. So Maria Pacheco, who's known as the Mother Teresa of... Guatemala. She is a beautiful, beautiful soul. She grew up, uh, so there was a civil war in Guatemala for 30 years that led to just a horrible, horrible famine. And so she grew up during that time. And her dad actually got a job in the U.S. So she came to the U.S. She got a Fulbright to Cornell, brilliant woman. She was studying organic farming. Then she went back to Guatemala and was, was volunteering at a refugee camp. And her job essentially was to find any sick baby and try to get them help. And there were several occasions where babies died in her arms and she had to hand, a, hand them back to the mother. So that was one of the first things that really fueled her to start something that makes a difference. The second was she went into a woman's home and there was a baby that was essentially dying on the on the ground. And she said, what are you doing? We have to save this baby. And the mom said, but I have six other children and I only have $5. So that woman in that moment had to make a choice not to save her baby. And Maria in that moment, talk about the universe, said, not on my watch. So basically, the women just said to her, we want to work. We just need you to, you know, help us sell our things. And Maria said, okay, well, what do you do? At that time, they made beautiful baskets, and it was just before Christmas. So Maria took all the baskets, um, sold them in the city, and that was sort of the first um, creating access to a marketplace that Maria did. Uh, Then she ended up an angel. She met an angel who was connected to Zacapa Rum Company, and they used to put a little band, or they still do actually, a little band around their rum bottles. And Maria said, 
let the women do this. So it's the biggest rum company. They sell a lot of bottles of rum. And they said, you're crazy. There's no way they're going to be able to do it. And she said, give us one chance. And they did it. And so then, you know, that was the first big so partnership. So it's kind of a weaving of a some weaving, sort of, yes. yep, a band around uh-huh. the rum bottles. So that happened. And then she said, okay, well, there's so many women that need work. What else can we do? And so she decided to train them on how to make jewelry. And these women are, you know, when the cooperative started, Maria went to them and and said, you know, what are your dreams? And the women looked at her like, you're crazy. What do you mean? (laughs) We're women. We, We can't have dreams. You know, what their life looked like was, you know, grow up till you're you're at home, you don't go to school, you're taking care of the younger siblings, you're cooking, you're helping around the house. When you're 14, you get married, you move in with your in-laws, do the same thing for the rest of your life. So Maria would say, you know, what are your dreams? And then she started essentially dreaming with them. And it took some very, very brave women to show up to work because it is so against the culture. They would be beaten. It was you know, ostracized. It was awful. But some women just kept saying, no, I want, I want a better life for my kids. I want a better life for my kids. So they kept showing up. And now Maria works with about 500 (gasps) women in remote villages in Guatemala. And I've had the, I mean, absolute privilege of partnering with them. Uh, I visited four times in the last five years. The last time we were there, we met Marla, who runs one of the cooperatives, And she basically was offered this opportunity and her husband said, you know, no, you can't do it. But she said, I want my daughter to be educated. And so I'm going to earn the money because the husband and the dad said, that's such a terrible investment. She's just going to get married and pregnant. Why would we invest in a girl? But she just kept working and working. And we got to meet um, Rocio is her daughter. She's in her second year of university. She's the brightest light you've ever seen. She walked out and we said, Rocio, what are you going to do when you graduate? And she shook. Every part of her body shook from excitement and said, I'm going to be a school teacher. So talk about the ripple. You know, you trace it back to it took Marla being brave over and over and over again. And now Rocio, she was the first girl in her village to go to school. So she inspired so many other girls in her village. Now she gets to teach. Like that whole ripple effect is incredible. So, so so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So then you came along and said, now I'd like to offer you markets in the U.S. You know, I mean, here in the U.S., many of us love jewelry and pretty things and especially handmade things. I mean, it's, it's just well for me. I'll have to speak for myself. I I just am always looking for unique pieces, especially handmade. It just turns me on. Oh, and I God. love I love I, I love to wear it. I love to just have it in my presence in my house in some way. So um so you come along and you're offering them what? What to kind of describe that. Sure. We so we are really we Um, connect them with the marketplace here. So we sell through women consultants across the U.S. through what we call thread showcases, which are home parties, home gatherings. So basically our whole focus is to increase the demand for these types of products. So I'm here in San Francisco. We're doing, I think, five showcases, and it gives us the opportunity to share what we're doing and just get women into this bigger conversation of the power of our purchases. And um, like you said, you love the, the um, 
uh, handmade jewelry. And it's so great because each each piece has a story and a story of empowerment. I think that you tell a story in, you're going to show me your bracelet, yeah. but uh, you tell a story, I think it was Maria or, or one of them, where if the women came to work and they were in a bad mood, they were sent home They're to sent home. Sick. There, And that was Marla. She said, basically, um, oh gosh, I get the chills every time I tell this story. Every time she's making a piece of jewelry, and this is how she trains the women, she puts all of her love and light, and she talks to the piece saying, you're going to go on a journey, and you're going to end up with the person that you belong with. And she just sends all of her light and her love. And so you know, to that point when people come, if they don't have that type of energy, she, she says, go take a walk or go. <laughs> and if you can come back, we're not going to let any negative energy touch these So pieces. you were going to show me, I wish, I wish our listeners could see uh, this gorgeous bracelet. And one of, one of the bracelets, you have a whole kind of series on and it one says, right now, right now, right now. It's yes. so beautiful. Thank just you. weavings and, and beads and oh, it just makes me just so happy to even see it. It's yes. just so gorgeous. Yeah. So explain. So a showcase. What does that mean? A showcase. Sure. What does that so, mean? So Justine, if you were hosting, we call our hostesses ambassadors, and basically, if you were to host, you would just invite your girlfriends over, anyone interested in jewelry, anyone interested in social impact. And then one of our consultants comes over with our jewelry line. And basically, women get to look at it. We so it's like samples of things. Exactly. Yeah. Samples of jewelry. And then we share the stories of our artisans. We share the story of our company and do a styling session. And women have the opportunity to buy if they're moved to do, do so. And that's that's our whole sales channel is through these showcases. So is this kind of like the years ago, those Tupperware parties? Yes, exactly. You know? Same so, model. Yeah. Same model. And or, we, or trunk parties. Trunk shows. Trunk shows. You got yeah. nicely done. Yeah, That's trunk shows. Trunk shows. Exactly. And we love selling that way. We feel like, you know, the, the problem with the world, <laughs> right? I'm going to get on my soapbox. <laughs> okay, all okay, right. The problem hey. with the world is... Um, you have my permission. Okay, thanks. <laughs> is that we just, we've lost that level of connectedness. You know, we're supposedly so connected with social media and all that, but we've lost that that in-person connection. And I just feel like that's really at the root of so much that's wrong in the world. So it gives women the opportunity to just get together and be involved in a, a bigger conversation, a conversation bigger than themselves. Uh, we found that women here, there are a lot of women that are really just unhappy because they're not connected to a bigger purpose. And so... It and we get isolated, too. Totally. You know, even in social media, it's kind of, okay, it's fine, we're sitting alone and we're, we're typing out something or putting a picture up or whatever, but still it's not, we're not breathing the same air together exactly. or having our hearts beat together exactly. in the same room. Exactly. Exactly. And this, this gives women the opportunity to do that. And then they can also go back to the story of the women who made this jewelry exactly. and or, or this whatever, um, maybe purses or another thing or yeah. some sort yes. of fabrics yep. that, you, that you also use. Yep. So uh, 
Yeah, well, let's go back to to uh, one of the values, and sure. I I loved one of them. You call abundant joy and wonder. So, why do you put that as as a value? I, well, a couple reasons. One is just the idea of wonder and staying in the inquiry of what else is possible in your life in in the world. It's just that's where we live at Threads Worldwide, just in that wonder of what else is possible. What can what magic can we create together? So it's uh, it's like staying in a lifelong learning. It's like you don't just stop and say, "Okay, I've done it. I've arrived." No, nope. uh, but you're always seeking the next. I don't know, magic. Yeah, you, exactly. You know, the next magic. Yeah, just staying curious to it all. And even when things are not technically going the way you may have thought they should, just really we always ask, what's the gift in this? What is the gift in this? And just staying curious Ooh, around. now that's a hard one. You know, when <laughs> it is. You, you get into a log jam or, or you find yourself in, and if you're down, flowing down the river, mm-hmm. uh, you find yourself in a little eddy and you're just twirling round and round and round mm-hmm. and round and, and to stop and say, okay, what is the gift? Do you have any example of that that you can share with us that that you've turned something that was challenging well, into a, a, yeah. a, no, a, a good noticing that took you out of that eddy. Yeah. Well, I think Br- the Bryn story is a perfect example. Yeah. Of that was the hardest time of my life. Yeah. And it gave birth to not only my daughter, but it gave birth to this whole business. I never, knock on wood, I, I don't think I would have had the courage to start this company had I not made that connection. And what you did there, too, is that you were in a deep listening mode. You had gotten to, from what I hear of your description, that you had just gotten, like, there's nothing I can do. I'm just, I'm just paralyzed. Uh, there, my daughter is there, and they're saying that she probably won't make it, and there's nothing I can, there's do. Nothing I can do. But somehow you were open enough to hear this message from your aunt, even though maybe you weren't totally on board with it and said, okay, okay well, I'll we'll try, try something. Mm-hmm. And it gave you kind of an activity to do. Absolutely. And then you got this positive feedback from the universe. Mm-hmm. Your daughter, 48 hours, sure, her kidney is functioning on the normal level. Yep. It's like a matter of listening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I call it um, noticing out of the corner of our eyes. Sometimes it's, it doesn't come right straight mm-hmm. at us like a freight train, mm-hmm. but it comes softly from the corner. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about that in a moment. I want to tell our listeners that I'm here with Kara Valentine. She's the co-founder of Threads Worldwide. And if you want to know more about that, go to their website, threadsworldwide.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions.
I'm here with Kara Valentine, and she's the co-founder, along with Angela Melfi and Lindsay Murphy, of Threads Worldwide. And it's just this wonderful connection with these women artisans from all over the world. So, Kara, tell me, what have you learned about what happens when these women then get supported in in this way and, and start to have a livable income. So say, what what is the magic of that? Sure. So women reinvest 90% of their income back into their families. That was one of the driving stats for us starting this company. So women, they'll take the income that they earn, they'll put it in their family. The first thing they do is send their kids to school. And um, basically, they're they're transforming their communities. And it's really great with this work because, you know, they're trained by the cooperative to make this jewelry. And a lot of the women, that's what they do. They'll they'll do for the rest of their lives. Others will do that. They get trained in business and then they get to go and create their own business, whatever their passion is. So we have women that have left the cooperative that have started, you know, a coffee plantation, different things like that. And these women who had to fight so hard to be able to work now a lot of their husbands are working for them <laughs> it is oh what a turnaround it is such a turnaround and they're um i actually have to say you know a shout out to the men who you know a lot of them did have to fight hard but the men that came around and you know that in this type of machismo culture you know the men get bullied for their women working. So there are am- amazing men that are now working with the cooperative. They're like, oh, this is better than working in the field. So they haul jewelry. That, and, and just to see the shift of how these women are treated by their husbands um, and to talk to the artisan husbands, they just have so much respect for them in a way that was not present in these communities before. And also what I love is these women work in, you know, they'll work in their homes, but a lot of times they'll get together and do the work together. So again, before this work, they didn't have any community. And I don't know the thought of me going through my life without my girlfriends. What a nightmare. So now these women, you know, and, and to see the transformation, you know, I the first time I went five years ago, the women kind of wouldn't really make eye contact, just nervous, not really talking. The last time I was there, they're giggling, they're hugging, they're smiling. It's just the difference. I it's transformation. That's all I that's the word for it. So you you have a story that I'd love for you to tell in Guatemala about a dream group? Is the dream it? circle. Oh yes. dream circle. Yeah. So um, one of our family values is around safe and nurturing communities. Uh, we gather women to be inspired, inspiring and brave. And we really celebrate like the real. So we always choose authenticity over perfection. That's what we stand for in our communities. And a lot of times, you know, we think when we first started the company, it was really about the artisan partners. It was all focused on the artisan partners because, you know, they need the marketplace. But what we realized is when you strip everything away, you know, the circumstances and you dive deeper, you get that we're all the same. We all want the same things, women specifically. You know, we want our families to be healthy. We want peace. We want our kids to go to school, all of those things. Anyway, that became very apparent when we were in Guatemala and we did a dream circle. So basically, um, now the women in this village, 
they speak a remote language that's then translated to Spanish, which is then translated to English. So communication is a little mm. difficult. Mm -hmm. So what Maria does is she leads us all in a dream circle where basically she gives us paper and markers and she says to draw our dreams. So it's an immediate connection with these women because we're all like giggling. I'm like, I'm a terrible artist. We're just kind of giggling yeah. and drawing together. Right. And then we go up and share and literally we all had the same dream. When you strip it all away, we want, we want the world to be a better place. We want our kids to be happy. I mean, all the pictures were the same. So that's what we really get to the bottom of in this company of we're, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And how do we um, support one another so that we can all have our dreams come true? Exactly. So how do people join? How do people, let's say here in the U.S., uh, how do we become part of this whole movement? Yes. It so, sounds so exciting yes. and so wonderful. Yes. And actually, I'm glad you, I started with that where before it was so focused on the artisan partners, but now seeing the transformation in the lives of the women here in the U.S. who are now earning income, you know, women who've been able to leave jobs that they weren't happy in. Um, women who are part of this community who, like I said, I mean, we keep it real in this community. We cheerlead for each other. We call each other out on things if we're not acting in alignment with what we say that we want. I mean, it is, you, you just have all these best friends across the country. And to join, basically you order a launch kit is what we call it. So you get a sampling of the jewelry. There are a few different, um, you know, you can join for $199, Three ninety nine, five ninety nine. Right. You get a bunch of jewelry for really, really inexpensively, and then you get access to our community, all of our trainings. You get your own website. You uh, even support people in doing their own personal website. Yeah, yeah, they, it, they, yeah they get their own their own website just right when they sign up. Right, it looks exactly right. like ours, but it's their own. So yeah. I guess that they would get a business card or something. Yep, or, they'll, yeah, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll order yeah. their business cards, but they yeah. get all the marketing materials. Yeah. So basically, women can just plug. We created this business so that yeah. women could just plug right in, yeah. and have their own businesses. And like I, I mean, we we've had women because of our work together, leave um, uh, like abusive relationships. We've had women leave soul-crushing jobs. You know, it's just the women, I, we're, I'm actually traveling with a fair trade partner named Andrea, and she is one of our top leaders. She's just a beautiful, beautiful soul, amazing, amazing woman. And she just said a while ago, she goes, I've always wanted to be inspiring. And I went for a walk with my neighbor and she's leaving her job because she's inspired by what she's seen me doing. And so there, the women here are now sort of becoming leaders in their communities and inspiring other people to follow their passions. What if what I feel is different about this is that it, it's got a straight line right back to the women artists in these villages that are working and you get to know them. So it's not just selling products, no. you know, just, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a salesperson. Yeah. It's not that you have, why well, it appeals to me, okay. <laughs> you, it, you've got this beauty going, so these beautiful, beautiful handmade things, and then connecting with women from all over the world who are living in different circumstances from those of us here in the U.S., and their opportunities are different. 
but you're being of help. It's a direct line. It is. And you get to connect with more of your own tribe here. You have a reason to kind of invite people over or do, you know, to interact you know, over this. But it's something else is going on there. I, I usually talk to women before they join our team. It's really important to us that with women who join, we want them to be successful. We care as much that our fair trade partners are successful here as we do our artisan partners. And so I'd say 95% of them say, I just feel so drawn to this, but I'm so confused because I'm not a salesperson. And I'm like, perfect, you're going to fit right in then. We don't have salespeople on this team. We have women who are passionate and want to share stories and want to be part of this um, global network. Exactly, exactly. So tell me, how has it changed you, Kara, doing oh. this? What What are the changes that you can feel that in your participation and how have you been guided? Yeah, it's interesting, and it really boils down to the family values that we created for the company that we live by. And it's, I think the biggest thing for me is really staying in integrity around what I say of who I want to be in the world. And, you know, I believe that if we all work together, we could end systemic global suffering in our lifetime. That's what I'm committed to. And being a part of this community, I just, I have all the support I need to be able to continue on this journey. And um, how are you? How are your daughters? And, oh. and what, what's the what's the modeling? Are they getting it? Are they seeing their mom in some way as a yeah. model of something? What? How do your daughters respond to this? They are. They're amazing. And actually, we uh, we're going to be launching a new program uh, coming up soon. We've been testing it called the Collaboration Club, that brings the kids into the conversation and uh, into the events. And so it's like part education, part we have women who are fair trade partners here that sign up and do it with their daughters. So they're basically teaching their daughters how to start their own businesses. They do the talk together at the showcases. It's so, so powerful. And my daughters, um, actually, it was funny because we were piloting the program and I was like, I, I don't want to call it the mother-daughter program because I want it to be inclusive. I want, like, little boys are so amazed at the jewelry and all the materials. And so I was like, I, and my little, my Avery was eight at the time. She goes, how about we call it the Threads Collaboration Club? And I'm like, how about it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 So, and I'll, oh, I mean, it's the sweetest. I'll overhear them, you know, talking to their friends about Guatemala and about the pieces of jewelry that they wear and how it's made. And, and we did a big program where we sent, um, a uh, bunch of girls in Guatemala to school. And so my kiddos were at school saying, well, because I'm wearing this bracelet, you know, a little girl gets to go to school in Guatemala. Oh, it's that's amazing. so beautiful. Oh, Kara, I just want to thank you so much for inspiring us today. This has just been a marvelous conversation. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. What an honor. Well, I, it's our honor as well. <laughs> I've been here with Kara Valentine, and she's the co-founder and COO of Threads Worldwide. And if you want to know more, their their website is very extensive and got blogs and stories, and you just kind of search around. You're going to find out so much information. Uh, threadsworldwide.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. 
I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You've been listening to New Dimensions. This is program number 3693. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. You can also subscribe to our free weekly podcasts and find over a thousand hours of audio dialogues in our searchable archive. New Dimensions is produced by New Dimensions Radio in Santa Rosa, California, USA. Our executive producer is Justine Willis-Toms. Our post-production editor is Lou Judson. This program was recorded at Strawberry Hill Productions, a full-service podcast production studio in Novato, California. We sincerely thank all of you who have supported us by being members of Friends of New Dimensions, as well as members of our affiliate stations. My name is Dan Drayson. On behalf of everyone at New Dimensions, whose endeavors make this program possible, I'm wishing you well. New Dimensions Radio is an independent producer supported by listener contributions. To find out more about the program you've just heard, to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter and our New Dimensions and New Dimensions Cafe podcasts, and to access thousands of other programs in the New Dimensions archive, please visit our website, newdimensions.org. That's newdimensions.org. Or call us at 707-468-5215. That's 707-468-5215. Please join us next time as we explore New Dimensions.